Everybody calls me Moody. Welcome to the Moody Show. I hope you enjoy this episode of my podcast, Being Moody, episode four. I'm going to call this one Three Brushes with Fame, or Famous People. The first one's about a gentleman <clears throat> by the name of John Scott. If you, uh, if you Google him, you'll find he was an anchor for NBC News. Uh, and back when there was an MSNBC, he was the anchor for that. His wife was also a news anchor. They were quite the power couple. They had a beautiful palatial home, they had a beautiful baby, and they had a nanny, and their nanny was my girlfriend. Well, one day I was over at their house waiting for her to get ready. I was down in the kitchen, she was upstairs, and while I was standing in the kitchen, a palmetto bug, a great big cockroach-looking thing, runs out from underneath the counter. So I stomped on it, and that bug did not care. He just looked at me like, what? So I looked over on the counter, and there happened to be a can of hairspray there, and I had a lighter in my pocket. So I lit that bug on fire, and still on fire, the bug ran back into the wall. So now there's a cockroach on fire inside the wall, and I thought, oh, that's nice. I've just burned down John Scott's home. I had visions of standing out on the curb with the firefighters and being like, yeah, I don't know, it was totally weird. It just burst into flames. Well, fortunately, the bug came back out of the wall and I stomped on him again and he didn't come back from that one. But that's the story of the day I nearly burned down a famous news anchor's house. I've actually had quite a few brushes with fame and famous people. I worked for the Rolling Stones for a night, made $280. I was... Again, down in Florida, I was working at a show at Joe Robbie Stadium. I was going to music business school at the time, and you could get on the call uh, or, or chosen to work for road crews. Um, as long as you had some tools, you needed a harness and a wrench. I didn't have a harness, but I had a piece of clothesline that I fed through my belt loops and tied in a knot, and I had a wrench. Anyway, I managed to get on the call for the Rolling Stones. It was the Steel Wheels Tour. And uh, it was one of the hardest nights I ever worked before I joined the Army. I remember falling asleep sitting on the curb waiting for a ride home. There were uh, sound towers on this stage that were 90 feet tall. And I was up there hanging from my clothesline with my wrench. The towers are made out of scaffolding. And so to build the scaffolding, you sort of stand like a row of ants all the way up the, all the, way up the tower and you pass these pipes, these pieces of scaffolding up to each other. And of course, at any given time, there's three or four of these things hovering over your heads. And uh, sometimes when they would put a lateral piece in and it wouldn't quite fit, the foreman would yell rock and roll and everybody would rock back and forth and shake the whole tower so they could fit that piece in. It was, it was pretty alarming. A buddy of mine said, uh, he was down at the food truck and he said, you had to, he said, I had to lay on my back and shade my eyes to see you. You were that high. 
while I was up there, one of the regular road crew, an old old timer, he says, yeah, we lost two people already on this tour. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you tell me when I'm down on the food truck, not 90 feet in the air. But it was, it was pretty neat. The stage was uh, incredible. I remember standing at the edge of the stage, uh, curling my toes over the edge, you know, and just looking out over Joe Robbie Stadium, imagining the, the crowd. And that same old crusty roadie come over to me he says i know what you're doing <laughs> so yeah man it's a pretty incredible view ironically i don't much like the stones i could have watched the i could have watched the show from the side of the stage and i didn't even bother but it was an interesting night later i would almost accidentally run on stage with justin timberlake i was dating a girl uh she liked justin timberlake so i took her to a show and uh the the theater for this place the stadium was uh it was theater in the round, so there's a, a, a circular stage in the center of the of the uh, you know the arena, and then there's seating and bleacher you know seats all around. But there's also floor space, like two semicircular areas of floor space on either side of the stage, and they were connected by like these little alleyways, kind of made out of those the partitions that kind of look like uh, bike racks. And at either end, there was a guard. There was two of these, one on either side of the stage. And uh, so anyway, while I'm there, I'm like, well, I'm going to go out and get myself a beer and have a smoke or something. And I went up out of the arena and I found a beer and I found a place to get outside. I could get back in. But when I got back to the arena, uh, I couldn't I couldn't figure out what side we had been standing on. We had been down on the floor. And I kind of started to freak out a little bit because if I don't find this girl before the lights go down, I'll never find her. So... I start yelling her name. I'm running around yelling her name. And I, I can't find her anywhere on this side of the stage. So I go over to this the other side of the donut. Like I go through one of those little alleyways over to the other side. I'm running around yelling her name. I couldn't find her over there. I went back and forth and back and forth. I went back and forth so many times that other people were helping me yell out the name so that I could try and find my friend. The guards had both seen me like eight times back and forth, back and forth. Well, at, at one point, I got to the little alleyway there, and the guard on my side said, hold on, hold on, all right, go ahead, hurry up. So I start running. Well, while I'm running, the people that are like hanging over the edge uh, and looking down onto the floor above me start freaking out, like cheering and screaming and crying, and they're freaking out at me. Now... I've told you before, I love to be the center of attention. An entire arena freaked out and was pretty much looking right at me. So I was having the time of my life. I'm running along, I'm slapping people's hands, I'm cheering, I'm running down this little pathway between these two bike rack looking things. So at one point I happen to look behind me and I realize that the entire band is behind me. Apparently the green room where the band waits is underneath the stage and the door that they come out of empties out into one of these little alleyways that I'm in with the bike rack things. So they come out of their green room and filed into line right behind me. Behind me was the saxophone player, behind him was Justin Timberlake, and behind Justin was the rest of his band. And all of us were running over toward the stairs on the stage. Well, the guard at the other end was like, you know, waving at me like crazy, like, come here, stupid. <laughs> so I, I ran down there. I was like, I didn't know. But I almost ran on stage with those boys. When I got back and found my friend, I was like, man, did you see that? And she was like, no, 
Yeah, I don't date her anymore. 